0: So in this episode, I just wanted to cover a few crazy ideas that I have been juggling around in my head for the past few days. They cover Simulation Theory, a paper written by Donald Hoffman, who has written the book The Case Against Reality. I also try, probably poorly, but attempt to link that back to Simulation Theory. It just some crazy ideas that I've been thinking about over the past few days. Uh, I don't necessarily uh, think that they're true. I'm going to put that caveat out there. It's just a fun thought experiment for me. And I just try to just kind of get a few things off my chest and just kind of express those ideas as poorly as I probably did. But each day I just want to get better at speaking, better at communicating more effectively and I'm trying to just set my aim and just move towards it. So uh, let's just get right into the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Ataraxia, podcast for human beings who have brains and experience. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about a lot of crazy things lately. I've been thinking about simulation theory and I'm almost convinced that we live in a simulation. I don't know how to explain it properly yet, but I'm going to sit with this idea for another few weeks and we're going to we're going to take a crack at putting together some pieces. Now I don't I don't necessarily know how much I fully grasp the totality of the possibilities of this avenue of thinking but I know that it's really enjoyable for my mind to to go down these rabbit holes It's it seems as though that like there's no way to prove that we're in a simulation and that we're not in a simulation and there's obviously there's string theory which is a beautiful theory but there's a a little bit of uh there's some holes that need to be filled in it so we're not going to go down that route. i am not a scientist by any means so don't listen to any of this nonsense that i'm talking about just go do your own research don't take anything i say seriously ever i have no qualifications but let's just imagine this for a second. Let's just let's let's just dip our wonder nuggets in a little sauce here. So, the idea of solipsism, Celipsism, Yes, it's a weird word, but it it points to the notion that as an individual person, so let's just take example me because I'm I'm the one speaking, from my point of view, solipsism is not from my point of view. Okay, so what I'm trying to say, let's just stop and reframe. Selipsism is a term that defines that an individual has what seems to be an experience, and there's no way to prove that other people... Have experiences or understand what they're experiencing. You know what? This I'm just butchering this. We're just gonna Google this. I have go- I got Google right here. Let's just go here. Google um, define solipsism. Okay, so solipsism. This is what we should have started with. The view or theory that the self is all that can be known to exist. Boom. So I feel like I have real experiences. I feel and I have this awareness that takes in the world, filters it through a set of inherited beliefs and cultural ideologies. And then I come up with a view of the world that isn't actually real, but I have an experience as though it is. So what, that, what I'm trying to get at is I have an experience that I think is real. And it feels real. I have suffering. I have joy. I have all across the board. I have a real experience. But it's the only thing that I know to be real. And I can't prove that any of you exist. For all I know, you could be philosophical zombies, You know, artificial intelligence that, <laughs> for all I know, aren't technically conscious agents, and i'm I might be the only one here. It's a very interesting rabbit hole to go down. It's like the philosophical idea that uh, only one's mind is sure to exist. It's an epistemological position um, and it holds holds it holds the idea that knowledge of anything outside one's own mind, Is unsure, and that the external world and other minds cannot be known and might not exist outside of the individual mind. So, all of this shit that's around me and existing, quote unquote, has the illusion potentially of existing, might not be anything more than the construct of my own consciousness what the fuck amazing great ideas i love dipping my wonder nuggets in these wonder sauces it's amazing i think about this stuff all day i was at work yesterday and 4 or 5 hours probably went past and i and i look at the at the clock and i'm like what are you kidding me because i've been Dipping my nuggets, all day long, in simulation theory. I've been thinking about this a lot, guys. Now, do I believe this to be true? I don't know. No one. There's no way that I could possibly know. Or maybe there is. That's the thing. Is I know that I don't know. Therefore, I might try to know, but I probably will fail. So I okay. So coming across this topic, you know, years back, kind of in the background of my mind. But I listened to this podcast and I watched this watched this freaking movie, and I probably shouldn't have watched it. It was it was a really good movie, but it pretty much just wasted my time. Um, and it, I mean, it was enjoyable. I just wasn't doing anything productive. But it got me down this rabbit hole, and it brought back some memories of listening to this podcast. And there's this uh, there's this guy, Donald Hoffman. He has a theory. He's an actual scientist. You can you can read his paper. Um, I actually have it. Where? Hold on. Okay, let me just boot this up here. Um, I'm sorry, this is taking so long. Um, oh no, I'm stressing, where is it? Where, where are you? Articles, articles. Objects of Consciousness by Donald Hoffman. Google that, read that shit. It's gonna blow your freaking mind. So, the premise of his theory, now mind you, this is real science. So I'm not taking any credit for this. This is not coming from me. This is coming from a real life scientist. I'm going to butcher it. So that's why you should go and not listen to me and research it yourself. But for the gist of explaining it, I don't I'm bad at this. For the sake of explaining it, the gist is we don't actually see reality as it really is we have adapted and evolved to actually see what reality isn't for the survival of our species so he runs a simulation theory and he has two groups of entities 100% of the time the group of entities that has shown the truth about existence dies off completely and 100% of the time, the other group that is hidden the truth and prioritized their vision towards survival succeeded and thrived and developed and survived. So his argument is that over the course of Our evolutionary period of existing. We've adapted a set of frameworks on perceiving the world in such a way that was beneficial and favored outcomes for our survival. So we started seeing the world in a way that was tailored towards seeing things as survival, games, objects, and obstacles. And then he links it back to the simulation theory. So he is arguing that just like you interact with your computer, if you have a folder or an image on your computer, it looks it's a it's an easy way to interact with it. It is a a visual representation of something more complex behind the scene. So the folder doesn't actually exist on your computer. It's actually just a bunch of code put together which is actually being run by a bunch of internal pieces of hardware, kind of like a video game system. You see the game, but that's not actually real. It's a component of smaller things coming together to make a bigger picture, which is another thing that like, how the hell does that even happen? Ones and zeros in open on-off gates can make a folder or a video for, for that matter on a TV or a computer. That shit's crazy. Think about this for a little bit a one and a zero in different sequences. How the hell do you get anything out of that? I mean, you put it all together and like, yeah, it builds this thing, but like, what the fuck? I'm sure that I'll learn more about that in the future. I'm going to college here again, so will you will? My first class is actually computer engineering and programming. So that's going to be a good ride probably going to blow my freaking mind again happens like 10 times a day but so the argument is <laughs> I just totally trailed off good job zach so the argument is is that we interface with the world in a way that does not show us the truth about how reality actually is so we interface with the world as a visual representation of surviving obstacles and, you know, fulfillment or degrading opportunities and pathways. And his argument is that's not actually how reality potentially might be. It might be almost like a computer where we just see the visual representation and there could be a substructure that is, making all of that manifest. And he argues that that substructure might be, you know, consciousness of some some type and that all of this construct, consciousness is a crucial element, a fundamental piece of existing and experiencing things in the world. So that's way over my head. I don't know what I'm talking about. So I am not going to even try until I develop a better understanding. I shouldn't even really be arguing the points that I am, but I just find it so interesting. But uh, it's 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 Christmas time. It's uh, Christmas Eve when I'm recording this, actually, so that's fun. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to do a quick episode, and this is something I've been blowing my mind with the past few days. <laughs> also, have, have any of you ever heard of the Mandela Effect before? I've been looking into that for years now, and it turns out that so the Mandela effect is a is a mass misremembering of of objective things that have happened in throughout history. So like just like look it up, you'll find the Bernstein Bears uh, is actually the Bernstein Bears with a A instead of a E. I always remember it being with a E or Looney Tunes instead of it being T O O N S like tunes, like cartoons. It's, it's what it was when I was growing up, I think. Or I'm just wrong, which is highly possible. But now it is spelled T-U-N-E-S, like music. You look back in history, apparently it's just always been that way. Crazy. Nelson Mandela, I swear to God that he was in prison and he died. Never happened. What the hell? Crazy. I don't know how to explain that, and I'm not going to act like I even have an inkling of knowing how, but... I have traced it back to 2008 is when they started popping up, and that is the time when we turned on CERN, the Large Hydron Particle Collider, for the first time. So I do have a few theories as far as that potentially uh, we ripped the fabric of space-time and split ourselves into a new branch of the uh, multiverse. (laughs) I know it sounds crazy, but it's fun ideas to think about, you know? And half of these things I don't take very seriously. It's just very fun thought experiments. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. You know? Think about it. Let me know what you think. I'd love to hear someone else's opinion. So potentially, CERN, it basically is a particle accelerator. And... It smashes particles together, and it supposedly mimics the equivalency of what the Big Bang might have been like. That's what people say, but I have a feeling it's probably nothing like that. Because if you think of the Big Bang, which uh, I believe has happened, and science has proved it, so uh, you can go look that up if you argue it. (laughs) It's uh, objectively real, in my opinion, but... That might not mean very much, given the whole nature of this podcast of I might be the only thing real anyway. So, yeah, not sure about that. But if you look at the Big Bang, it's just like this manifestation of infinite chaotic potential, just like blasting everything into existence. And is it infinite? Potentially. But we don't know that. Or is it like a hyper bubble? Where space-time curves in on itself because of its own density and mass, where it compresses in bell points, re- recompresses at the end, and then re-extrudes into a new bell curve. You know what I mean? So, like if you have a point that imagine a point on a piece of paper. Now, put your fingers on that point and then move your hand across the piece of paper and slowly extend your fingers. As you move and as you get towards the end of the paper, bring them back together. Now, that could be potentially what our our universe has been doing as far as like it could have been an infinite process of some unimaginable amount of force or there's no words to describe this. We physically can't understand this, but it's a cool idea to think about, you know, like things join or start at some like singularity point, you know that's that's the word people like to use for the Big Bang, blast out, curve in on themselves because of gravity. The more matter you have in a space, shifts the amount of gravity, and it folds in on itself. So then it recompresses, or potentially maybe there's just like a huge black hole that we spewed out of. You know, the opposite side of a black hole would be a white hole, and a black hole you can't ever leave, uh, allegedly, and. We don't know what happens inside a black hole, but a white hole, you can't ever go back in. So potentially, we're just a rip in the fabric of space-time and information, light, data, matter, whatever you want to call it, just get spaghettified and spewed out the other side. That could be a thing. That'd be cool. You know, any of these, any of these things could be possible, and I would love to be able to understand the mathematics Maybe someday, you know, I'm getting very interested in mathematics as of late and I'm going back to school uh, for engineering again. So I don't know. I just find it fascinating and I'm trying to take the idea that math is more of a language instead of a, oh, this is, I have to do this kind of thing. And because I've been talking to my brother-in-law, he's a MSOE engineer and that dude's badass. (laughs) But He's kind of just explained to me that like yeah like all of this is pretty fundamentally mind-blowing stuff, you know, and treat it as a language rather than a a chore. So I might I might understand the math someday, you know? I definitely feel like I have the capability to if I were to apply myself, but there's so many other things that I occupy my mind with. I'd have to get very serious about it, but it's it's interesting for me to think about nonetheless how did everything come to be? I I don't know. But yeah, um I've been working a lot on kind of cultivating a sense of self-worth, I guess, you know. The thing is, this is going to take a major shift. It's all it's it's okay. It's all simulation anyway. It's just me spewing out to <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of artificial intelligences. I don't know. If you're hearing this and you're real, cool. Thanks for stopping by. Love ya. Seriously, though, I do appreciate if you're listening and you actually care because I don't really have a tribe of people. I'm pretty much a loner. I've been moving around too much. I don't stay in one place too often. I haven't been, at least, in the past few years. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Self, self-worth development. So I feel like there's like a, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to tie this back in. So I feel like there's, a, there's like a hack that you can, you can use on reality, what I've observed as far as my own personal experience. And the hack is tell the truth all the time, even when it sucks, and then set an aim in life and move towards it. Those two things are like control, alt, wait, let's do one more. What? What's the third one? Ah, adopt responsibility. That is the third one. Those three things are like control, alt, delete for the fabric of reality and existing as a conscious agent in this place. Whatever the hell we are and whatever the hell this is that we're in, The way to see through it and to kind of not hijack the system, because I feel like you can't bend reality to your own will as far as like making it something that it's not. But I feel like there's a lot more infinite potential and a lot more crazy shit behind the scenes that we can do with our own minds. So if you tell the truth and you set an aim and you adopt responsibility, those are three physiological things that have an effect physiologically on your so let me let me rephrase that those are three fundamental things that have a physiological effect on your being as far as giving you a sense of meaning and a serotonin and dopamine dopaminergic production in the brain making you feel fulfilled and i feel like those three things together can pull you out of a dark place it pulled me out of one just a few months ago <laughs> But I feel like those three things put together lets you stay motivated enough and things just sort of just start falling into place. It's crazy. You just keep your, keep your head up and just keep moving forward and things just start happening, man. You just start to get the ball rolling and it's crazy how much it has affected my life. But potentially maybe that's like a, a cheat code for the simulation. Because we're, we're all living in the Matrix. We all know it. We've all thought about it. Why else would the Matrix movies resonate so well with millions of people? I don't know if that's true. If, if you don't like the Matrix movies, that's fine. I always thought they were pretty cool. Pretty mind-blowing stuff, though. So yeah, that's, I, I, that's my holiday rant uh yep thanks for uh stopping by happy holidays stay safe seriously stay safe uh if you're drinking for the love of god please don't drive just please don't do it get a ride get an uber uh stay where you are or have a a friend stay with you Uh, i don't know just stay safe Stay safe, I do, I I physically care about your safety. Please stay safe and have a good time. Like seriously, let loose, have a good time. Don't go off the deep end, do things you'll regret, but have as much fun as you possibly can without harming yourself or others around you. Please, you deserve it. You deserve to do that for yourself. Have a good holiday, guys, and thanks for stopping by. If you're listening to the podcast with, with, uh, with what? I don't, if you're listening to the podcast, what well, what else was I going to say? I don't know. There's probably like nobody even listening to this, but th- the first few episodes, it's, it's okay. I'm trying to figure out a system here and it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm using this more as like a personal audio journal anyway but uh if you somehow are hearing this that's amazing you clicked on on something i created and that means a lot to me <laughs> so have a good holiday season guys and much love peace uh if you're if you're interested i have links in the description of this podcast for any ac- extra uh curricular media links you'd like to find Um, but if not, I will see you, well, I guess not see you, but I'll make another episode. (laughs) So if you listen to that, we'll talk then.